We are Red Weather Christians. I'm Jen. I'm Steve. This is our Poolside Podcast Summer Series. Consider it a beach read for your ears. Engaging, literally, but not so serious. So we part ways for the summer and... You know, technology and cell phones and all that, they were not in our favor. We were both camp counselors, so we weren't really allowed to have cell phones with us and all that. I don't, Steve didn't even have one. And so that led to correspondence via letters, via snail mail. Lots and lots of letters. I wrote a letter to Jen every single day. I did not do that. Uh, But he was at a camp in Wisconsin. I was at a camp in California, so we were far apart. And I I wrote Steve, but not as copiously as he wrote me. But she also had my roommate Mike working at the camp (laughs) with her, so that was a lot of fun He just keeps making his way into this story. I mean, the thing is, it was a slog that summer because we were apart. But that summer was a lot of fun and has a lot of great memories. Definitely. Like, we camp counselors, we had so much fun. And we met really good people, um, some of whom we are still friends with to this day. Yeah. And the other thing, though, if you remember from the previous summer, I did kiss a couple girls. Well, one of them actually did come back, which made things not awkward, not really. But I was no longer available. I was now fully committed to Jen. So when Gretchen shows up, it's like, oh, we are just going to be friends, right? And Gretchen, like, I don't know the girl, but like I saw pictures. She's really beautiful. She was available that summer. So it's like, oh. (laughs) Anyway, nothing happened there. Uh, But. Jen, meanwhile, is also meeting plenty of available, good-looking guys at her camp. Absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of a thing when you're at summer camp to, again, couple up. Like, it happens. And so, you know, around me, some relationships were forming, and I was just feeling sad, right? Because Steve... And there were guys, I'm not going to lie, there were guys that summer that I got along with really well. I liked them as humans. They liked me as a human, I think. But again, I was dating somebody. Yeah. So when she kind of told me maybe there were some good looking guys or interested guys there, I was like, all right, well, it was tough. But I was like, I I wrote her a letter to break it off. Oh my gosh. She like super jumped the gun. I was like, I was just being honest with you. I was just telling you, like, I get along with people here kind of thing. And he's like, oh, I guess we better break up. And so I ended up getting (laughs) super, super sick and had to go home for a few days. And I had gotten this this letter. I just remember it was in the midst of the sickness that I found out like, oh, Steve wants to break up with me. Oh, heck no. (laughs) And so I I remember being super sick, but still like getting him on the phone somehow. Which is tough because midweek you don't have phone calls as options camp counselors and right stuff. so but i got him on the phone i was like no we're not breaking up settle down look i was just offering you the freedom to do whatever that summer and not feel bad about it well thank you so much but that is not what i wanted to do so Clearly. anyway we did not break up but we still had lots of fun that summer hanging out with friends doing crazy adventures especially steve like Steve and crazy, those two words go together in the same sentence. 
yeah, we had a lot of fun. Smitty, Johnny Yu, and JJ, we had a canoeing trip. And then Smitty and JJ and I went to the Atlantic Ocean for a, a very, very quick 48-hour, 15-minute trip um, from, again, Wisconsin to New Jersey and then back. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, I, I know Jen did all sorts of fun things because Mike told me about it. Uh, Mike Mike told you about it, not, not me. <laughs> well, I mean, I talked to Mike too, but I, I hear it from both sides. Uh, until Mike, of course, then smashed his face. Yeah. At camp. That oh, wasn't so much fun. Oh, my goodness. He was climbing a tree and stepped on a branch that did not hold his weight and basically fell out of the tree onto his face. And it was bad. He had to get his jaw locked shut, wired shut for I don't know how many <laughs> weeks. Please tell me about the blender again. Oh, what my gosh. I have to say. I have, sorry, Mike. <laughs> Um, so I was good friends with Mike, right? Um, I remember visiting him in the hospital and walking into his hospital room and I wanted to be like, oh my gosh, monster, but I didn't. And I was just totally normal. I'm like, hi, hey, how are you doing? But his face was a balloon. I did not recognize him hardly at all. Anyway, anyway, he got back to camp and he was like kind of still working at camp. He wasn't able to be a counselor, but he was doing other things. His jaw was wired shut, but he was hungry all the time. And he, <laughs> oh gosh, it was so gross. I would make him meals. and But to do that, you have to put everything into a blender. And so he was telling me, he's like, hey, Jen, you just got to put some tuna in there. I'm like, are you sure, Mike? Tuna? I don't know about that. He's like, yes, just do it. I'm so hungry. So I put tuna, tuna fish <laughs> from a can into the blender and he sucked it up through a straw. Oh, man. What a time. Yeah. And then meanwhile, my program director, Guy Bratton, um, he was in this conversation and I was telling him, you know, he'd seen this and I predict to him like, hey, Guy. I'm going to marry this girl in two years. Like that's, and he probably knew this much because he saw that I was writing every day. He's like, you're, you're crazy. You're different from the Steve from the last couple summers. I knew you. Um, but there are still lots of other things that were going on in the summer, um, including my trip back to college with my brother, Jim. Oh gosh. Which, wow. Um, the way that Jim and I describe this is we had never thought that we'd see that many boobs. Let me finish that in Utah. Oh, Utah of all places, yeah. So, yeah, there is this lonely highway in Utah that's going just through the middle of nowhere. And this one other car, we're the only other car on the road going the same direction, decides to do some exhibitioning next to us and show all sorts of different things. And Jim and I are just trying to stay straight ahead, Sue, on that. <laughs> Let's look forward. Just right on the road. Maybe give a, a, a wave to acknowledge that they were there. So that was one. Uh, then we come upon a single car crash. Like someone had fallen asleep at the wheel and flipped their car, but their car is now in our side. They came from the other side of the highway. There were three people in that car. One person, no, two people are outside the car. Uh, one person, uh, was, I did determine had died in the, in the ditch. He was in a sleeping bag still, but then there was a girl. She was outside the car. Her arm was broken. I had just completed lifeguard training. At Lake Lundgren. So that meant if I come on the scene and I have any first aid skills, I have to help. It's a good Samaritan law that protects me if I screw something up. But until someone more qualified than I am gets there, I am 
helping. So I'm helping this girl. Like we're trying to figure out a way to splint something or stop some bleeding. And then there's a girl in the car. It's like, okay, let's make sure we turn the car off just in case there's gas leaking or something. Um, so the girls were alive, but neither of them cared what was covered on their bodies or not. And so got to see, got to see more. Oh my goodness. Just a really crazy trip back. All for the excitement of seeing Jen, really. When we got back for junior year. Yeah, so so I met Jen at her new Crestview apartment. Uh, it was fantastic just being able to hug her, being able to see her. And I was back a little early because I was in the fall musical The Boyfriend, which was only slightly ironic in this case. Quick aside that that musical, The Boyfriend, you might not be familiar with it, but you should look it up. It's so funny. And Steve played a pretty major role in it. What was your character's name? No idea what the name. I'm the, I, don't I was know. the old guy. The old man. And uh, Karen. What and you sang this song like, it's never too late to fall in love. About Vodio, vodio, vodio. Karen and I, not my sister, uh, <laughs> we we were like this old couple that got together in this, oh my this gosh, musical so and sang a funny song. Funny. And, anyway, but I was so excited to see Steve again, too. It had been all summer. And yeah, we were ready for junior year, excited about it. And junior year ended up being the the worst year of our relationship, I would say. It was tough. There were a lot of good times, but it was tough. It was just, we already probably knew at the end of sophomore year that we were going to be together forever. Yeah. And to have a whole year with just nothing else. like Maybe had we been having sex, it would have been better. <laughs> we say that. We do say that now. But there was tension for various reasons and... It was just a, like even senior year was hard too, but we had the second half of senior year kind of to know what the future was going to hold. Junior year was like, we're just together. And being together isn't a bad thing. You can just consider it kind of like the doldrums, the ups and downs, but maybe a whole down year. excitement of getting back together and going to each other's new apartments and seeing each other, Jen came over with her friends to my place. And it happened to be a little late at night because we're young and that's what we do. We stay up later. Yeah, no, it was just not even 10 minutes past curfew. Curfew was midnight and Jen, we were just hanging out on the balcony for a while and then it was like, I don't know, either use the bathroom or get a drink of water. It was totally benign. Well, her friend Bethany... Wrote us up for a curfew violation. Because my friend was now a resident advisor. And she is the kind of person who holds to principles. And I was actually shocked that she wrote us up. Because it was really, it wasn't even 10 minutes um, past curfew. It was very close. I, I want to say it was maybe not even five minutes past curfew. It was like two or three minutes. Um, Bethany, if you're listening and I am wrong, you can you can let me know. But... Yeah, so she wrote us up and I was like, what? I thought that was, you know, telling of our friendship. And she was like, no, it's just that I'm an RA and that's what I do. And I was all offended. And anyway. It was silly. I was used to getting written up, but I needed to save those write-ups because it was like <laughs> it's like three of them and you get some actual punishment. And like, I can't afford a write-up for this. And everybody in the situation knew, like, I, I really, you might have been coming in to use the bathroom. It yeah, it really was, was so simple, not like we're going to make out or have sex or something after curfew. Yeah, curfew. Yeah, so that happened to get the year started off. 
And then, of course, our story about when I was over at Steve's place and I was like, I don't need you to walk me home. But then I thought that he would insist and he didn't. And then I was going to have to walk home by myself. And then I was mad because he wasn't walking me home. And then I and then he got mad because I didn't just tell him that I wanted him to walk me home. And he launched his face into the couch out of anger. Yep. Yeah. We we talked about that story on one of the episodes, I, I know. But... So that that wasn't good, but it was good in the sense that it taught me, Jen, say what you mean, mean what you say. Yeah, that was good. Well, other little things, not that this was affecting our relationship as much, but I was skateboarding over to West Campus and I was taking a tight turn, but the trolley was right there, so I couldn't quite do it. And on a longboard, you don't have as much control. Well, I grabbed the street sign that was right there and... Uh, It wasn't screwed down very well, and it kind of went with me as I went on the turn, but then it snapped back hard and caught my face, and I cut my face open. Yeah, and I'm looking at the scar right now as we speak, because (laughs) it is still there and like a light purple color. Yeah, I didn't really hit the street sign. The street sign hit me. sliced his cheek open. And then I went to class with it, and they're like, Steve, you need to go- To the emergency room. To get that fixed. Like, you can't be here. I'm holding like paper towel to my cheek. Face bleeding. And then in October. Um, yeah, a lot of personal things junior year. So my grandpa died. And then soon after that, my parents called to inform me that they were separating. And it was this big dramatic thing. Like my mom kind of packed up and just left all of a sudden. And I mean, I'd seen that coming. But as a kid, looking to your parents, you never think that it'll actually happen. And... Ah, bless him. My dad was really struggling and he would call and say things like, I'm going to grab my gun and take my truck out. And, you know, it's been nice being your dad kind of thing. I'm like, what? Like, who calls and tells their daughter these things? It was a rough year for me personally. And so I'm sure that played out into our relationship, into Steve's and my relationship. And so life happens. And this is what you do with it. Do you stay together? Do you stay strong? So things happened. I'm sure they did. But we get to Jen's birthday, which is December 8th. And she's always upset about her birthday because it comes during finals week and everybody's preoccupied with finals and can't care about her birthday. And so Jen and I went out to eat for her birthday. That was good. That was good. But then Steve starts being weird and he's like, hey, I I gotta go. Like, I have a study group. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you actually kidding me right now? We are to dinner. You're telling me we can't stay for dessert because you have to get to a study group, which you planned for knowingly on my birthday? I was not having it. This was a study group with DZ. He was going to probably fail out of college if he failed this class. He ended up dropping out at the semester anyway. I had gotten a D on the first test. This is linear algebra. It sounds easier than it is. And... If I got an A on the final, it would replace the D. And so I could end up with an A minus or something for the class. Anyway, I was trying to convince her that I needed to get back to study. But secretly, I was trying to get her back for a surprise party. For her. Yeah, but I didn't know that. So I was angry. And I finally said, "I'm. we, we have to go. We're going. We're just going. Just let's go. And I was just fuming. Fuming. But we got back to her place at Crestview. And surprise! <laughs> There's a, her, all her friends, some of my friends. There's like, why didn't we want to get dessert at the restaurant? Because there's going to be cake for you when we get back and ice cream. Like, 
sweets, plenty of sweets. Oh, man. So, I mean, that that made up for it. I wasn't angry anymore. But, <laughs> yeah, it was just then it was awkward. I'm like, oh, sorry, Steve. Um, so that was good. That was fun. So we're pretty sure, though not 100% sure, of what the next musical was in the spring. But we would try out for it again. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Guys and Dolls. And, but we talked to Jeff and Clara Martinez and said, hey, hey, we've done the chorus member thing a couple years now. We are totally fine if we don't get a role, like a speaking role or a singing role in this musical. But if we don't, just don't cast us in the chorus. Yeah. They had plenty of people. Right, right. Give give a couple slots to some eager beaver freshmen. We were like, ah, we're big bad juniors now. If we don't get something great, we don't want anything at all. <laughs> Basically, yes. And then it ended up neither of us were in the show. So we had lots more time on our hands without that guaranteed kind of fun interaction of a musical. Which wasn't the best yeah. because then it, it was a matter of making sure that we had date nights, which normally meant spending money, which Steve never had a lot of money. And it was back in the days of, you know, my expectations were that mostly the guy would pay for dates. Uh, and so it just, it didn't, it didn't work well with us. Well, one of the things that didn't work well is they had this new, they turned the old gymnasium, uh, the Cougar Dome into like a rec center where they had a basketball court on one side and then some pool tables and foosball tables and some stuff on the other side. Cause the new Felix event center opened up on West campus where we had a nice new big basketball arena. So Jen and I, mainly because of me not having a whole lot of money, went and would play pool there. Which sounds like it would be fun, right? Just hanging out, shooting some pool. It's free. Except that I am a very competitive person. And if someone is just consistently better than I am in a sport or in a game, I don't want to play. And she couldn't just enjoy our time together. No. So she's not very good at pool. I'm I'm all right at pool. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's be real. That's like when you say you're all right at ping pong. I mean, for the average human out there who does, who also doesn't really play pool on a regular basis, like I'm definitely decent. Fine. Marginal, maybe, f- you know, 50 percentile. There you go. Average at best. I am slightly above average because I played pool growing up at my grandparents' house, but I'm not good either. But Jen just couldn't let herself enjoy being bad, even though she's telling, telling you she's definitely decent. I'm definitely decent. <laughs> She's already upset right now about it. Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, so we would do like the regular kind of dates and stuff. And I don't know. It just wasn't new. It wasn't exciting. Yeah, it was kind of that that point in the relationship where it was like we knew each other really well. Nothing new was really happening. We were Christians, so we couldn't progress physically. Right. Ugh. I mean, we could. We just weren't. Yeah. So, and then I was taking a bunch of psychology courses in college and there was some kind of personality quiz thing that I was doing for a class and I had Steve take it, but it was for me. So what he would do is he would pick out adjectives from a list and rank them to describe me. And so the part that you were supposed to really analyze was the top three adjectives that he that he pulled out. <laughs> and so I was like kind of excited for this because validation is huge for me. Um, if you want to make me feel good, just like verbally validate me. <laughs> Tell me how great I am at something or whatever. But so I was really excited to like get some validation, you know? 
And his number one adjective for me out of this list of really amazing adjectives. <laughs> I mean, there are things like intelligent, uh, beautiful. Uh, I mean, I don't even remember it, but lots of other adjectives that people would rather have. Than the one Steve chose for me, which was competent. <laughs> I thought that fit best. I mean, what am I supposed to do? You tell me rank these as I see them fit best. Above intelligent, above or beautiful, beautiful, competent. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's like the best mediocre adjective on here. So I was mad about that. But, but it's right. But it's right. And she actually wants this in her life. This is what we've talked about before. That is actually what she aspires to be at whatever she's doing. And I thought she was fairly competent at everything she did. Yeah. And at that point in my life, I didn't recognize what a gift competence was. You know, you're in college. You're just like, whatever. But having aged a few years, like fine wine, I have realized how much I value a competent person. And so now I do see it as a compliment, a huge compliment. I mean, they were all good qualities. Like everything was a compliment. It's just which one was the best. Right. And I think in comparison to some of the other ones, like intelligent, it was like competent. It just sounded like, I don't know. Like you were just good enough. Yeah. Wasn't anything great. It was just like, ah, Top of the bell curve. <laughs> like pool. <laughs> anyway, so I didn't love that. Uh, there was another time where Jen had made a treasure hunt for me in junior year. And it was. We were trying to be creative, okay, people? And she had me going all around campus. She'd hidden clues. She'd hidden clues with people. She'd hidden a clue under her car. She tried to use my roommate Andy to oh, get me to oh, start and, this. Oh, like, and there were little tiny um, cassette tapes. For a cassette player that was part of it. So part of the clues, I had recorded audio for him to listen to. Like, it was a whole thing. Side note, we used those cassettes to send messages back and forth that previous summer. So that's why we even had these little cassette recorders and the ability to play or record more of them. Oh my gosh, it's like foreshadowing to our podcast. Yes, we just like to record our voices. Yeah. Anyway, she made this treasure hunt for me and... Andy is trying to get me to start it, but I don't know. It's just another day. I was like, whatever. He's like, no, Steve, you need you need to open this and and you need to do this. Like, I don't know what instructions Jen had given him, but apparently it was like, get Steve to start this thing. Because yeah. it was like she was going to be at certain places and either watch me try to complete it or be there at the finish line when and give me a hug. I don't know. But I screwed that up. Oh, I, he was just completely indifferent. He wasn't even getting clues right. He wasn't putting in any effort. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and it took me, I don't know, two hours longer than she thought it was going to take me. And I don't even know if I finished before it was dark. <laughs> no, it was so bad. And then I couldn't find things because it was dark. Ugh. She was so mad at me. Yeah. Yeah. Just frustrated that these things that we tried to do to be interesting and fun with each other just flopped. Yeah, flopped. I don't know what it was. And we still had a good, fun junior year, like with our friends and with other yeah. things and school. Like it was great. And we just, we still loved each other. We still loved being together. But it was like when we tried to put in extra effort for like date nights and stuff, it, those things just didn't seem to work. I don't know why. <laughs> but we did have a fun time. We did spend uh, a night on the beach, but with friends. Yeah. Uh, 
So we went with friends to some beach, Huntington probably, had a bonfire. We slept in sleeping bags together. Everything, everybody was out there. Uh, I stepped on a cactus. <laughs> the cactus was under the sand and I didn't see it and I backed away. I, I, you could see a bunch of other cacti and I avoided those and then I backed into this one like, where? why was this one here? I mean... It hurt. My friends were pulling out all the needles because oh. they because I couldn't reach them on my toes and to get leverage. Anyway, it was it was rough. And then to wake us up in the morning, the tide came in on us. We were assured by someone who had been to this beach and slept on this beach many many times that we were far enough from when the, where the tide would come in. That was Chaz. Okay, thank you, Chaz, for nothing he because said, the tide came in and was like washing over us in our sleeping bags and that's how we woke up in the morning now other people got much more wet than we did it kind of we were higher up because we just took a little bit more precaution but we still got wet um some other fun things that we did like again i didn't have a lot of money so when there was an expensive school dance to go to it was like nah, i think we can do this for less we could have a, a really awesome dance we're just gonna dance with you know our friends anyway now that was legitimately fun so mike and i created Sezzle by the sea. Ooh. We had like surfboards. We had this backdrop for pictures. We that had that was music, my like whatever those things sarong. are called. Yeah, sarong from Hawaii that I got. So it was it was awesome. Uh, but it was in our friend's apartment, and we just we created the dance floor, had some music, uh, and that was because again a little bit on the cheaper side of things, and that was which a way- I never loved, but it just that was part of. The arguments that year, too, was just like, well, why can't we just go out to a nice restaurant? Well, Steve can't afford it. Right. We still have some of those conversations (laughs) that are not uh, what Jen wants. Not so much anymore. (laughs) You were just talking about Pimka and getting more stuff. Like, no, we don't need that stuff. That was a joke. Anyway, I can't remember a whole lot of else that happened junior year. Uh, especially because we didn't have a musical going on. So final exam happened and we said goodbye for the summer. She was still doing choir tour. So I got some updates from that. That was kind of cool, right? That was your Survivor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We played Survivor on choir tour. Thanks, Josh McGowan. Yeah. So this guy, Josh McGowan, shout out if you're listening, Josh. He created this whole Survivor game that would take place on choir tour. So part of it would be on the bus rides and then challenges and voting and stuff would happen when we were stopped somewhere. And it was amazing. And of course, I signed up to be a contestant on the game and just had a total blast doing that. Um, He organized it down to the last detail. I mean, it was amazing. The first challenge that I won individual immunity, um, it was the game where there's like a rope between two people and then you're each in a like chalk drawn circle and you try to, you each hold an end of the rope and you try to pull the person or let go of the rope, but try to get the person to step outside the circle. And I dominated that game. I went through like everybody and I just won. I just beat everybody. I don't know. I have a hidden talent. Well, not so hidden because I won immunity. It was amazing. So that was just a quick aside. Of that, but thank and you. And the girls' alliance that didn't work. I like tried, always, I tried to get a girls' alliance, but just like in the actual show of Survivor, it never works. Except for that one, sur- one season. season with Parvati. But although this goes a little bit back, one thing that was positive out of all that study time and downtime junior year is I did help Jen figure out how to get her English minor. 
Yeah, I was just gonna like float through college, just have a major, no minor, because I, at that point, after going to a really competitive high school in the Bay Area, Monta Vista High School, shout out, I was done with that. I just wanted to take the classes that I needed to take to get my major. I was offered a spot in the Honors College. I declined because I didn't want to be stressed (laughs) out. I had done my time with that. And so Steve was like, Jen, come on, man. You got you got to have a minor. And so he did convince me to get an English minor, which was so great because I ended up going into the teaching field, teaching English, um, thanks to having that minor. Yep. You're welcome. So there were some good things that came out of junior year. But ultimately, final exams happen and we say goodbye for the summer. Again. We are Red Weather Christians. I'm Steve. And I'm Jen. So keep the conversation going. 